It says I'm recording, so be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. (laughs) Let's pray together. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you this day. And just ask that as we set aside the cares of the world, uh, that we focus entirely upon you and your message to us today. And for this, we do give thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the first hymn that we sang, we gather together. You've sung that for years, I'm sure. Everybody's familiar with that hymn. Uh, and I really like the theme because from Acts chapter 12, which is where the thought comes from, it says, he went to the house where many people were doing what? We're praying. And here we are. So we gather together and we're actually living the song that we sang. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing, which is what we've done. And uh, it's all about blessing today. And so as we uh, begin that blessing, that service, today's message is entitled uh, The Sacrifice of Thanksgiving. And there are a few people here that haven't been before. So we record the messages and put them on CD, making them available to you. And that's on that information table inside the building uh, and you're certainly welcome to check out the sermon titles and see if there might be something that you think will help you in a situation you're going through or even perhaps help someone that you know uh, and you can certainly take one of those cds uh, and use it uh, for god's ministry because that's what the, all of this is about this is all about getting the word of God out to a lost and a dying world. Today, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now, I'm wearing the turkey tie, and we think in terms of Thursday, and it's at our house again this year. We've kind of been escaped from that for a couple of years. Uh, My son has hosted our Thanksgiving, and so we go down to his house, and and he's done all the preparation, and and uh, and it's a wonderful thing. And this year, he decided that he doesn't want to use his house, and so he announced uh, to his loving mother that uh, Thanksgiving would be at our house this year. Uh, and so, about four or five days ago, he actually brought this huge package down. It's called a frozen turkey that weighed about 20 or 25 pounds. So he furnished the turkey, but it's raw. Uh, we've taken it out of the freezer, and it's going through its its thawing stage so that uh, we'll be ready to cook it. on. But all of the preparations now have been focused once again upon, well, she makes me peel the apples for the apple pie. We... We do fresh apple pie, uh, and so I get to peel and core the apples because that's too tedious for the likes of her talent, uh, and so I'm allowed to do that. Uh, anyway, that's what's going to happen Thursday, but I'm not interested in Thursday. That's something we do, and Shirley's going to sacrifice a good portion of her day. She won't watch football. She might have it on. I don't care about football, so it makes no difference to me. Uh, but uh, she might have it on while she's 
uh, going about, does football start before we eat? We're eating it too. Anybody want to, anyway. I have no idea. You have no idea. Okay, so we won't, we might not have any football in the house at all. It's going to be a glorious Thanksgiving Day. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. But the sacrifice of Thanksgiving, sometimes it's kind of hard. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we don't think we have the time. And oh, they know. Uh, I should say thanks. And we, when we teach our grandchildren, uh, when our grandchildren ask for something and we give it to them and they take it, they ask for it, we gave it to them, they got it, and they walk away with it and they, quote, forget to say, thank you, Grandma, thank you, Grandfather, uh, for the drink, whatever it is we gave them. And we remind them, don't we? And I'm sure that I'm talking to everybody in the room. Uh, and we've been through that process uh, over and over again. You're seven years old. You should remember by this time, we say to our eldest granddaughter, sacrifice of thanksgiving. Psalm uh, 103 through one. In fact, I'm going to read the first few verses of a couple of psalms. Psalm 103 through 118 are, every single one of them are uh, right after, there it is, uh, <coughs> are psalm, are praise psalms. And just, if you want to, how do I praise the Lord? Here's some references for you. Beginning in uh, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's actually a hymn. Right? And we sang it last week. We sang it last week. Wow. Previews of coming attractions. But there it is. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Think about that for a moment. Uh, Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O my Lord God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. That's 104. 105. O give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. That's the verse today, folks. Because this is the season. They say, this is the season, the season of seasons. This is the season in which people are more open to the things of the Lord Jesus Christ than at any other time of the year. Now, you have to get them away from Santa Claus for a minute. And don't worry about how many shopping days there are until that wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, and, and all of those things. But And we make everything that we can possibly uh, do to make that possible for you uh, to reach out. In fact, I have a, in fact, Shirley doesn't even know this. I have a special gift for you at dinner on the 8th of December that's going to make this another item, another item that's going to help you to do exactly what this psalm uh, just said. 
call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. That's reaching out and talking about God, isn't it? Guess what? God has done something for you. God has given his son. God has given, rescued you from the damnation of death. Death is no longer the sting. You have an opportunity to have an eternal uh, relationship with him forever. Eternal, those are synonyms, aren't they? Forever. You understand forever? Nobody understands in a physical sense forever. There is no forever. But there is a forever in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is. Psalm 106. Praise ye the Lord, or give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And man, do I need that mercy. Can you say amen to that? Uh, I mean, is it just me? I don't know. Uh, Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 107. And I'm just reading the first couple of verses. I'm not reading the whole psalm. Uh Psalm 108, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Even with my glory. Psalm 109, hold not thy peace, O God, of my praise, of my praise for you. Of my praise for you. Psalm 110, the Lord said unto my uh, lords, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies Thy footstool, talking about his power. 111, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 112, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. And that's not just the 10. Unfortunately, we kind of get locked in. Ten's a good start, for sure. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, Jesus said. And that's what we're talking about. That's what it's talking about here. And it goes on. I'm not going to continue. But all the way up through verse uh, or Psalm 118, it talks about praising the Lord. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 13 says this, uh, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Don't neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Hebrews chapter 13 verses 15 through 16. Praise the God, praise the Lord. Sacrifice of praise. Psalm 50 says this, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, saith the Lord, and you shall glorify me. Verse 23 in the same uh, psalm says this, He who brings thanksgiving as his sacrifice honors me. To him who orders his way aright, I will show the salvation of God. Praise ye the Lord. I I read those first verses for what, eight or ten psalms as we began. Praise ye the Lord. What do we want to praise God for? I'm, I'm having a tough time. 
I'm sick. I've got I've got all these things going on. I've got oh, have I got trouble? What's how's there's a song to that too, isn't there? Oh, woe is me. Uh, I've got trouble. But let us give uh, let's give thanks for as many gifts to us through people. Think about that for a moment. Most of us have parents for whom we can be thankful. I would venture to say all of us really do. And I come from a dysfunctional family. I had three fathers, a biological and two steps. And not one of the three of them were really super fathers in the general, what does a good father look like? And here are the criterias. And you probably might have a father or a couple of them as well uh, that you can say, well, it's really hard for me to say, praise God for for whatever his name was. Uh, see, I got to be careful not to use any names in the room. I don't remember this gentleman's. I know everybody's name, men's name, except the gentleman right here. Uh, I didn't get a chance to meet him during the, uh, so I got to be careful. Uh, is your name Walter? <laughs> it is? Bill. No, no I won't, so I won't use Bill. That's good. Okay. So my, my father, Walter, was a bum. He was an alcoholic. He was this. He was that. He was abusive. Uh, you know, how can I praise God for Walter? Well, what did Walter... Walter did feed me. Walter did provide clothing for me. Walter did provide uh, shelter, a house. Uh, he kicked my butt out the front door and made me go to school every day. You know, whatever. Thank you, God, for providing at least that much in Walter uh, to help me along the way. So there's something that we can praise Walter for. Uh, and you stick the name in there. You get the idea. So even though we might not have had that picture-perfect, wonderful example of a father, and probably perhaps none of us can, uh, there's things that we can thank God uh, for giving to us. In our Bible study today, I found it very interesting that the Bible study teacher was telling us that in God's plan, uh, rather you be a hindrance or an asset to his plan, God will use that. And when I think, when I think about myself, when I think about, about others and I see the, the hardship that they might have had to overcome that folded and mended them and molded them into the person that they are today, we could say, praise God for the hard knocks. Praise God for the hard knocks. In a physical sense, uh, what I, when I went into boot camp, I was 20 pounds, maybe 30 pounds overweight, uh, and I couldn't run the obstacle course. On my birthday, my physical birthday in boot camp, I ran the obstacle course for the first time, and you know where you jump on the rope and you swing across the pit? Guess where I went? I went into the pit. And that wonderful, beautiful, loving man called my drill instructor said, you'll stay there until you can get out for yourself. And there was a rope that hung down into the pit. And all I had to do was, you know, rope climb. Well, I mean, I didn't have the upper strength to hold onto the rope to swing across. So who had an opportunity to climb up that so I knew, you know, I had enough intelligence to realize 
that I was in the pit for the rest of my life because he wasn't going to pull me out. Well, he relented and uh, here I am. I mean, I got pulled out. <clears throat> but my point is, is eventually through a lot of hard work, through a lot of abuse, as we like to call it now, I was abused and my drill instructor abused me in psychological and physical ways like I'm not here to tell you about today because some of it you don't need to know. Uh, I became a drill instructor myself later on uh, in my career in the Marine Corps. And, and I could swing across that rope as good as Tarzan. Man, full battle gear, belt on and all of that bit pack on my back and jump on that rope and swing across and say, come on, children. Uh, we call them other things as well. But uh, follow me. And there's there's a there's a saying. It goes like this: uh, Pain leaving the body. Pain is a sign that weakness is leaving the body. Oh, did I hurt down in that pit? First of all, it was about ten feet down, and I had to fall that down, and it was muddy and slimy, and about two feet of water. And anyway, it wasn't a fun thing. And I had to wear that nasty uniform for the rest of the day, too. Anyway, pain is a signal that weakness is leaving the body. You, some of you have met and know that we have two autistic grandsons, uh, severely uh, handicapped, severely uh, impaired. Uh, neither one of them are verbal. They have all kinds of, if you know anything about the symptoms of autism, they got them. They got all of them. They have an older brother, our, old, our eldest grandson, Jeremiah, and many of you have met him. He's been here. Uh, and he's, well, to say normal, uh, Jeremiah is Jeremiah, a wonderful guy that he is. But the point is, is Jeremiah has had to deal with his brothers his entire life. And so he's missed out on a number of things because he was always helping his mother care for these autistic boys. And when you, those of you that know Jeremiah, realize what a loving, caring person Jeremiah is. In large part because he grew up in a situation that if you'd asked him if he'd like to get out of it, I'm sure there were many times he would have said, you betcha. So how can we say then, uh, let's thank God for the many gifts. Uh, he gave us those two autistic grandchildren. Well, Shirley and I love both of those boys with all our hearts. Uh, and we're sad and we pray for them every day and pray that somebody will create a pill that'll, you know, put them back on, quote, the normal track. But will it happen? We don't know. But it isn't for us to know. It is for us to love. And when we visit those boys, they, they recognize us and they, they're happy to see us. And we, we have what we have. We thank God for those boys. 
We thank God for Jeremiah and the man that he's become. He's going to be 21 in March, my heavenly days. Uh, but there it is. And so therefore, we thank God for the people that have been placed in our lives. I thank God for the woman that's been placed in my life right here. We've been married for a long time. And she has been, she was actually a Marine Corps wife for several years. She doesn't like to admit it, but there she is. Uh, she, if I call her ma'am, she really gets upset. Uh, and so only when I'm jokingly, I think I call her yes ma'am here this morning. Uh, and she smiled. <laughs> so she understood the context in which it was being shared. She hates the 24-hour clock. If I tell you it's 1300, she goes, you can see it in her. But let me tell you, I can't help it. I think 1300. If I tell you it's one o'clock, it's because I thought the 1300 and I've translated it to the 12, the 12 hour clock. And so sometimes it just slips out. And it either it slips out almost. I've bit my tongue upon occasion as Shirley has asked me about something. And there it is. But I thank God for Shirley. I thank God for Shirley. Have you thought about friends as being blessings of God to you? You think about friends. Friends are their happenstance, aren't they? Friends just invade your life. I mean, it is, you don't go shopping for friends, not really. I mean, you're open to making friends, but you, well, let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get me a friend today. No, no. Uh, what do you do? Uh, friends happen. And they're, and they develop, don't they? They develop over time. God places them, uh, in your, in your realm of influence so that, that you can take on that friendship. Shirley has friends that go back all the way to, to kindergarten. When we go to Oceanside, and we do that every year, when we go to Oceanside, uh, she, they have a, a luncheon for, all of the all of the people that she's known for all of those years, mostly the high school kids now, I think that she was in high school with. Oh, she knows a celebrity. She went to school with. Now I can't think of her name. Barbara Mandrell. Thank you, Barbara Mandrell. Barbara Mandrell went to Oceanside High School and uh, played in the same band that Shirley played in. Ooh, now see, special woman right here. Because she's actually touched the hand of Barbara Mandrell way back when. Thank God for the blessings that God has given you through the giving of friends. But when's the last time that you thanked your friends for being your friends? I can't tell you how much I appreciate being your friend. Now, Jim and I have a special relationship. And he just got in, so I'll pick on him. I love your tie. Uh, and he wears, he wears a tie to church because of me. And I, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the way it is. He said that I will never be the only man 
in church with a tie on if he's here. And he, and he, and he's done it. Every Sunday that he's here, he wears a tie. And you're so special. I want to thank you right now, Jim. Jim is one of my special friends that God has given me. And he's right here in the front row. It was easy to do. Isn't that a fantastic thing? But that's true. I mean, this wasn't a setup because they're not here all the time. They're like some of the others of you, uh, actually have two households. You, they live in San Diego and they come up here and do whatever they do when they do it. And uh, we're just pleased that they come as often as they do. We love them very much. Jim and I have a very special relationship. And when I pray for Jim, I immediately begin by thanking God for putting Jim into my life. Even though, i got to say this, even though he was in the army. Now, I'm Marine through and through. So, but you see how benevolent I am? I was willing to reach out and touch someone that was in the army. So, I mean, God, and, and he has recognized how wonderful that is. There we go. Thanks, Jim. Anyway, when's the last time you thanked a friend for being a friend? We can thank God for our helpers, people that, people that help, all kinds of helpers. Not just, not just thank, a thanks for bringing me the, the cup of tea or thank you for this, thank you for that. When I, when we go to a restaurant, we thank the waitress or the waiter who serves us for sure. Thank you. Uh, in fact, we probably do it four or five times if they come back and refill the water, you know, provide me the napkin I asked for or whatever it is. That's a wonderful thing. But even beyond that, what I do, what we do, is I take one of our church cards and I write, I make sure I get the waiter, the, the server's name, person that's helping me. I make sure I get their name and I write their name on the card. Uh, well, let's, we'll continue using Walter. Uh, Walter hasn't come in. He's Jim. He's not a Walter. So Walter has served me. I make sure I get his name and I write, Walter, thank you for the service. And then I, I give that along with the gratuity. But I write him a special note. And I say, God bless you. Or we're praying for you. Or whatever it might be. Special. And what is that? That's, that's the kind of sacrifice we're talking about. We're talking about being willing to, to go that little extra mile, if I can put it that way. No, no big thing. But we spend an extra two or three minutes at the table when I take a card out of my wallet and take the trouble to find out what that person's name is and make sure that I spell it correctly because they all, they all don't spell as easily as Walter does. And then I, and then I write the note and I put it in such a place that they're, they're bound to see it. And those, those notes have done some number of things. And if you want to steal that little deal that I just gave you, uh, Please do. The servers of the world will be rejoicing. Because I've had, I've had people come back and say, thank, I save all of your cards. The, st- the restaurants we frequent, uh, frequently, we frequent, frequent, uh, we'll forget that. We go there a lot. Uh, uh, the, I have one, he said, I have all of your cards 
and I actually put them on the wall. I have a collection of your cards thanking me for whatever. And that's that's a wonderful thing. Sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice of praise. We offer up prayers of thanksgiving to God. Let us express thanks to persons who are a blessing. And I kind of mentioned that. I talked about a note. When's the last time you made a phone call? Not because I've got business to conduct with Jim, using Jim now as the example, but just because, hey, I haven't talked to Jim in a while. Jim's in San Diego, hasn't been up, haven't seen him in about a month. And so I pick up the phone and I call Jim. Jim, I love you and I'm thinking about you and I miss you. Sacrifice of praise. Writing a letter, oh, writing a letter in this age of Facebook and Twitter and Tweety and whatever, you know, whatever it might be, uh, email and all of those things, right? That's what, that's why my written card to the waiter at the restaurant is so special. It's actually done in cursive. They don't teach cursive in the high school anymore or in school anymore. So it's quite interesting when people can't read. Well, I should have been a doctor. I mean, I have that kind of handwriting. Anyway, we'll go on. Speak up. Offer the gift of thanksgiving over and over and over again. Here we're just talking about people. We're just talking about people. Let's give thanks to God for the gifts of spiritual life. And we've talked about praise. We read some of those Psalms. Thank you, God, for John 3.16. Thank you, God, for the fact that I'm going to see my mother again. And my mother is now with you. Thank you, God, for thou hast delivered my soul from death. Psalm 116, verse 8, uh, I just read for you. No longer do I have to fear death. Uh, death isn't the end. Death is the beginning. The beginning of my eternal life with him. Actually, my eternal life with him began the day I accepted him. That's when the day, that was the beginning. When was I born spiritually? Well, I kind of earmarked that as one of those days back in 1969. So eternity began in 1969 for me. When did it begin for you? And when does it end? It doesn't. It goes on forever. We give thanks. Spiritual death is a a spiritual reality for those that don't accept Christ. Spiritual birth. John 1, uh, 12 speaks about spiritual birth. John, 1 John chapter 5, and you can look those up uh, at your leisure. Uh, it's all about God. Let us lift up to God the sacrifice of thanksgiving for the gift of new life. The entire chapter, 1 John chapter 3, is something you might want to look at. Thank God for leading us in triumph. And Paul says, thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph, Second Corinthians. Let us offer thanks to God for the victory over evil within. Romans chapter 7, famous passage. Every one of us has heard messages. Describes Paul's inward struggle with his own personal weaknesses. And he says this, 
wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And the answer is this. Who will deliver me from the body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. (laughs) Romans chapter 7. God gives us a new nature. God gives us the Holy Spirit. and We've been talking about that. God gave us, gives us the Bible. God gives. Let's talk about gifts. Christmas is coming. Gifts. What's the one person, what's a way in which you give thanks for somebody that gives you a gift? You use it. You use it. You get a picture. You make sure if they come over to the house, I mean, you hang it up. You might take it down as soon as they leave, but you hang it up. There it is. Thank you very much for the picture. Thank you for the tie. Now, I, and I think this tie was given to me. I didn't, certainly didn't buy it. Uh, this tie was given to me. I wear it once a year. Like I said, I have to dust it off. God gives us the church as a family. God gives us the people that's in that church as a family, uh, where we associate with those uh, uh, of like mind. God uses chastisement when it's needed. Hebrews chapter 12, and every single one of us has had our wrists slapped for something. I certainly have. Have you? Sacrifice of thanksgiving. And that leads us right over here. I'm going to ask the ladies that were going to help us serve to come up here right now. <clears throat> because this is the memorial table. This is the Last Supper table. This is the Lord's table. This is They've got all kinds of names for this table. But it's a table of thanksgiving. Because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And we go back to the time in which Jesus was in the upper room, and that's chapter 14, 15, and 16 of uh, John. Go ahead, ladies, while I... They're going to serve while I talk. How about that? See how we're going to redeem the time? And he said, do this in remembrance of me. Oh, what a pain in the neck. I mean, this is an extra thing that we, as the uh, ministers of the church, had to do. And that's put this stuff out, this grape juice. And some people are concerned about the brand of the grape juice that we're using. Some of us are concerned about the calories that are in the grape juice that we're serving. Some of you are wondering why they didn't get a bigger piece of bread so it would stave off their hunger until lunch in just a little while. But that's not what it's about. It's do this in remembrance of me. This bread is a representation of the broken body. This is the broken body for you. My body was broken. I have been humbled beyond belief. I've been humbled beyond belief, Jesus says. You're going to set it down. And I want you to do this in remembrance of me. Sacrifice. Take the time. Take this extra time. Take this devotional time to do exactly what we talk about. Take this time. 
You got it. Oh, fine. Sacrifice of praise. Thank you. Because that's exactly what we're doing, isn't it? Because as I partake of the bread and I partake of the cup, which we'll do together, I am thanking Jesus in a very tangible way. Set aside all of the things of the earth right now, except your personal relationship to God. Scripture goes on to say that we want to, we want to have right mind with Him. And so we cleanse ourselves right from where you are. You can thank God and praise Him for His forgiveness for all of the sins that you've committed since the last time you did First John 1 9. You can do that. You should do that. Cleanse the vessel so that now from that cleansed vessel I've been washed as white as snow, the scripture says. And I take the bread and I take the cup which is freely given to me, for me. This is the blood of the New Testament. Testament means covenant. Covenant means promise. This is a new promise. And the promise is what? Promise is salvation. Promise is eternal life. That's what we're doing right now. This is important stuff. Probably the most important thing we do in church is done right here. Right here. And the sacrifice of that thanksgiving is right here as we set aside everything else. I don't care about my car payment. I don't care if the turkey's going to burn. I don't care about any of that. I care about the bread that is a representation of the body. I care about the grape juice that I'm not going to spill that is a representation of the blood. This is my body. This is my blood, which is given for you. Let us partake. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you today, setting aside all cares of the world and focusing ourselves upon you. And perhaps asking this question, What can I, what can I, Martin, do today to further your kingdom? And I know you answer, and I look forward to serving you as I go forward as part of that sacrificial praise, that thanksgiving. I'm thankful, I'm willing to serve because I'm so thankful. Guide and lead us all now, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. In the upper room, they did this, and then they sang a hymn. What are we going to do? We're going to sing a hymn. That's it. Okay, we're going to sing page 76, one 